Welcome to episode 32 of the Worship Drummer Podcast. This is John Manna, your host. You are part of a global group of Christian drummers who are continually striving to put the heart before beat. Why? Because we believe that worship is about the work of your hands and heart. Follow along online at worshipdrummer.com or you can always hit me up on Instagram at worshipdrummer. Thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. Well, what's up, Worship Drummer fam? Um, I hope that everyone had a great start to the new year. I know for us here in uh, Toronto, Canada, uh, we're basically right now in full-on stay-at-home lockdown orders, and uh, it's not been fun, (laughs) if uh, I'm being completely honest. However, that being said, uh, it doesn't mean that great things aren't happening. It it doesn't mean that God's not moving. And so I just hope that uh, this episode can bring you some great inspiration and encouragement. Um, We're going to be chatting with Carlin McCuller, who is the drummer for Israel and New Breed. And uh, I'm not going to say too much because we talk about our intro. I'll say how I discovered him on Instagram and that kind of stuff. So uh, what I do also want to draw some attention to as we get started is that on March 9th of this year, in just about a month and a bit, Worship Drummer will celebrate 10 years. And I'm super, super excited uh, for this year in particular. I've always said from the very beginning, this isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. We want to be around for a very long time. And I'm happy to say we're about to hit the 10-year milestone, which is huge. And to uh, complement that milestone, we have a mega announcement coming up. And it's going to be on our very next podcast. And uh, I won't say too much more for that. Um, but stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. But before we get to the next episode, let's get to this episode. I'm super, super excited for you to hear uh, what Carlin has to say. If you don't follow him on Instagram, um, just before, press pause right now. Go find him on Instagram and follow him. Um, he's a worthy follow. Tons of golden nuggets that he posts. And he it just drips out of him. And um, in this conversation, I hope that it becomes evident as well. You can find show notes for the episode on our website, worshipdrummer.com forward slash 032 for episode 32. Again, worshipdrummer.com forward slash 032. And without further ado, I'm stoked to present to you my conversation with Carlin McCuller. Well, I'm... uh, Honored to have with us today, Carlin McCuller, and uh, we just went through like a training on how to say his last name properly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And uh, so, Carlin, thanks for joining us, man. Man, I am honored to be here, John. Um, I've been following Worship Drummer for years, man. So I'm, I'm just honored to be a part. Stoked! And uh, for me, it's an equal honor just because. Um, Everything that, forget drumming, just who you are um, has been inspirational to me. And um, so if folks listening, if you don't follow Carlin on Instagram, uh, you need to. We'll link to his Instagram handle or username, whatever you want to call it, in uh, the show notes for this. But that's basically how I, I discovered you, so to speak. It was about, I don't know, three years ago, maybe. And, um, and maybe I, I found you as like, oh, is this the new drummer for Israel and New Breed or something? Maybe it was on that tour, like Indonesia or, or yeah, one of those crazy places mm-hmm. you've been. And I just saw some videos and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> and, and, and you're insane as a drummer. But then um, the golden like truth bombs that you drop on the regular, that's what like, I'm like, man, there's so much more to you that the worship drummer fam needs to hear. And uh, by the way, Carlin did an Instagram takeover last year. I saved it or we saved it in the highlights. Um, So you can check that out and I'll see if I can link to that in the show notes as well. But um, 
maybe tell us a bit for those of you who are like Carlin, who, how do, who, what? Um, yeah. Kind of just give us a brief overview of like your your journey to drumming for Israel. Okay. Uh, maybe where you went to school, mm-hmm. what church you're a part of, and all that fun stuff. Well, um, first off, I'm laughing because my four year my four year old daughter is right there, literally banging on her small. I don't know if you heard that or not. So uh-huh. I'm sorry. I guess it's fitting for a worship drummer podcast, but you know, anyway. Um, but yeah, anyway, guys, I am Carlin McCullough, man. Uh, I've been playing drums for a long time. I just grew up playing uh, drums. Uh, my dad is uh, an assistant pastor. Uh, he's a guitarist. My mom sings. So I grew up playing drums just in Pentecostal church, how a lot of drummers just, you know, start off playing like that. Um, and uh, let me see, uh, where can I where can I go from here? Um, I guess some of the highlights, um, I was, um, I, I think I got serious about drums around 15 years old or maybe 14. I was playing a lot of sports and then I decided to get serious about drums. And um, I started doing like the drum contest, the guitar center drum off thing. And I was uh, blessed enough to win that when I was 15. And then from, wow. from there, I was able to get a scholarship to uh, Berkeley College of Music. So those things kind of went hand in hand. So right there, I think my drumming career kind of like took took on like a little bit of wings and stuff like that. So I went to Berkeley College of Music and focused on music production and engineering and um, was able to uh, get some placements while I was in college, some cool things there uh, with like EMI, uh, CMG record label, Kiera Sheard and some other artists like that. And um, fast forward from there, um, I came, I moved down to Atlanta started playing at a, a rather large church out here called World Church World Changers Church International, which is a uh, Pastor Creflo Dollar. And I've now been there, man, for 14 years. Wow. So um so that's that's been a blessing, man. Getting that was my first real taste of actually like touring and stuff was with my pastor. Like we got the like do some actually my yeah my first international date was actually in Canada in Toronto. That was the first time I left the what? US yeah, that was my first stamp on my uh, my passport, <laughs> and um, I mean, we got the. I got some. It's it's interesting. Like you think that you'll be touring with an artist, but my first taste of touring was with my pastor. We played Madison Square Garden, and I can't. I don't even know if I should say played, but right. uh, But it was it was it was amazing. I was like, you know, I had dreams of touring. Who knew I would be doing it with my pastor? You know, so um, so that wow. was really cool, and um. And then I, I graduated, like I said, I graduated from school, moved down here, been in my church for 14 years. And um, I've just been focused on um, just just playing, you know, now I, I, I went to school with uh, my buddy, Justin, who's one of my best friends, Justin Rains, who plays bass for Israel. Um, how the whole Israel thing came about was um, Israel had a drummer already, uh, Kevin Camp. Some of you guys, I'm sure you may know him, played on Jesus at the Center, Alive at Asia, excellent drummer. But Kevin uh, got married and he wanted to just settle down, you know, come off the road for some time and just focus on family life and uh, production and stuff like that. So Israel was looking for a new drummer and uh, Justin called me up because we played at the same church in college for maybe three years. So he called me and he asked me, you know, hey, man, would you be interested in uh, coming out on the road with uh, with Israel? And I was like, oh, no, man, let me check my schedule. I got to see what I got to do. But no, I'm, I'm really joking. <laughs> but I was like, man, uh, <laughs> I was like, of course, man, I'll, of course. And so, you know, maybe a couple months later, uh, man, next thing I knew, I was in Trinidad on stage, you know, and um, just amazed at the favor of God and just, you know, his, his purpose and his plan. So I guess that's a brief, you know, uh, synopsis of, you know, where I am right now. Love it, man. What a journey. Um, a few things you said that, that really stand out that maybe we can just unpack a little, uh, firstly, Berkeley, um, you're the second in a row podcast, uh, guest. Wow. Okay. Andrew Pika was that Berkeley. I, okay. I can't remember which year. I wish I okay. would have paid attention. What year were you there? I was there from 2002 to 2006. 
Actually, Sweet. I was only there for three years. I left my last year. I graduated, but I left my last year to move to Atlanta and do an internship. So I did a business internship my last year, but we may have crossed paths. I'm not sure when he was there either. And, and you know what the other crazy part is? I went to Bible school just outside of Boston. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I was there from 2001 to 04 or 05. Okay. And uh, and I drove by Berkeley like all the time. Really? Yeah, I, I miss it, man. It's no place like it, man. Yeah, so cool. Okay. But um, part of, of what you're saying about like knowing Justin and, um, you know, taking over the throne from Kevin, so to speak, um, like, did you, what do you feel prepared you for that level? Because like Kevin Camp can rip and shred yeah. Mike yeah. Clements, like mm-hmm. like you talked about, I think, on a post or on a video recently about just mm-hmm. like that long lineage of amazing Marvin McQuitty way back, yeah. yes, um, yes. who really. I got to see play with Israel in 04 in Perth Amboy, New yeah. Jersey, Bishop yeah. Hilliard's church. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah. And like, what do you feel? Is it like Moses, God picked you for such a time, you know, yeah. or is it like a series of doing things right, putting in the time, the repetition to get to the, get to get the call, like you said. Man, dude, like, I, I swear, man, I could almost feel tears coming to my eyes, like, right now because of, like, I first off, I would completely say it's just the favor of God. Like, just to hear you say those names, like the guys that I grew up watching, you know, yeah. and for me to be in this place, like, I'm still – in awe of it. And I, I actually asked God to help me keep that newness, that feeling so that I don't ever get cocky or arrogant or just feel mm. like, yeah, this is my seat. Like this is me now or whatever, you know, I'm just like honored, man. I swear. Like even with the new album sitting across from Israel, I'm like, like my dad asked me when I was in high school, he said, if you could play for any artist, who would you play for? He thought I was going to say Michael Jackson or something, but I literally said Israel Holton, you know, and and it was crazy. I've never even told Israel that, but it's it's really wild um, because I know not a lot of people get to play their dream gig. You know, you can ask how many people like if you could play for anybody, who would you play for? And then you actually end up playing for that person. So for me, it's just like it's mind blowing, man. And I'm always in awe of God. And honestly, I, I mean, I know that I can play. I know that I've put in the time that I've put in the work. But at the same time. There's so many, there's millions of drummers on this planet, man. And I mean, I don't think you can really put yourself in this position. You can't like, so it, it, to me, it all boils down to is just where God wanted you to be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause it's literally like a needle in the haystack. Like if you, even as a producer, like um, if I was to try to get like a hit record on Bruno Mars or something like that, Number one, there's only so many slots on the radio every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's only so many big gigs. There's only a hill song, an elevation, a transformation, a Bethel, a Israel. A, you know what I mean? It seems like there's only so many slots or whatever. You know what I mean? But um, so so I would have to say that it's it's God. You know what I mean? But but the thing that I would say is that you have to treat every level like it's a huge level you know what mm. i mean and um i was just telling this story on my on my live the other day i it there's a ceo i don't know if it's fedex or american express there was a lady she was an assistant to the ceo of the company and when they got ready to um when the ceo was retiring they were looking for a new ceo ceo of the company and the ceo said well my uh he recommended his assistant turns out his assistant was the only one that could really run the company like him you know what i mean and so she yeah. treated every level even though she was an assistant she still took the job seriously and she ended up being ceo of the whole company because she took her job as an assistant seriously you know what i mean yeah. and so i would say before you so you asked me how do you feel like you got to that level do you feel like you know you put in the work or was it god of course, I mean, I think there's scripture for both to whom much is given, much is required. And, you know, um, 
commit your ways into the Lord and, you know, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he shall direct your paths. There are so many different ways we can go with that. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, I think that you definitely, everyone we see playing with a huge artist, they've definitely obviously put in the time to shed and, you know, get their skills up and be able to play with a click on the on a natural level and run Ableton and stuff like that, you know, but I think on the spiritual level, I think if you get to a certain level and you don't have the character to stay there, I don't think you'll be there long. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so ultimately I would say it's a mix of both. Um, but I, I definitely think with some of these artists who have real hearts for God, I think they want people around them who have real hearts for God as well. Wow. Yeah. Such a good answer, man. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I share similar dreams when I was younger and in Bible school. Mm -hmm. um with with israel not that i thought i would ever be his drummer but i was just like man this guy's on a whole other level mm -hmm. and and every opportunity i got i would try to go see like not a concert but the worship event or whatever um and they're just next level events so i know recently you guys did uh the feels like home live stream event mm -hmm. and um i think that was recorded as well like as an album release for future date yes or no true no yeah yeah it, it did we did the live stream and it's gonna come out as an album um sometime at the top of the year i believe 2021. sweet mm -hmm. yeah so maybe tell us a bit about what that experience was like very cool very unique mm -hmm. and um even like the prep going into it we're in the middle or second wave if you will of covid yes um so just kind of the logistics yeah. uh, the preparation and and really what god did that night mm -hmm. well it's, it started off as a um israel still does this he does it he started it maybe maybe four months ago he started these worship wednesdays on yeah. his page and um just acoustic guitar singing some songs man not just his songs but all like any all the praise and, praise and worship, modern hits and old and new, you know. Um, and alongside that, we had Israel decided to do a Zoom check-in call like on Mondays um, just to keep the New Breed team and not just the recent New Breed team, but I'm talking about like New Breed just hit 20 years this yeah. month. Yeah. So so everybody that's that's ever been involved in New Breed, like I told you, I just cut my chat off because we had we literally have a group chat with maybe like 50 people in there and it's like 20 years of new breed in one chat. So you can imagine how crazy that can get. But, um, but anyway, um, feels like home was special, man. So Israel decided, you know what, let's take the worship Wednesday and actually do it as a recording. Like let's write some songs. Let's, um, let's bring everybody together. And, uh, you know, he asked, you know, if you feel comfortable getting on an airplane during this time, you know, I would love to have you come up, you know what I mean? So um, there was a group of people that agreed and um, and we got together uh, for a week and rehearsed and then uh, we and then we came back to record it. And it was just like it was amazing, man, like um, just it was definitely unique because we were in this. It's not it wasn't your usual Israel Houghton and Newbury recording. You know, the last one was alive in Asia, recorded at uh, what nine different locations in Asia, and um, I think the bulk of it was taken from Joseph Prince Church. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, but um, and then the one before that, you got I don't know, was it Jesus at the center? It might yeah, have been Jesus so. at the center. So that was Lakewood, you know. So big lights, big venues, you know. And now is the first of its kind to come down and just be. We were in a, you know, I don't know how big the room was, but you've seen clips online. You know, it was very intimate and um, definitely a challenge for me as a drummer too, trying to control my dynamics. I played with like some Vic Firth SD4 combo maple sticks to so that they could be real light, so I could dig in, but not dig in with the weight and the volume of the sticks you know but anyway um that was an amazing experience man and it actually changed my life man um it, it was one thing to play and to give but then it was another thing to watch it back and receive mm. from everything because you know the mix was like when, when you watch it back everything's mixed you can hear all the parts and you can just really receive from the corporate sound of you know the recording whatever god wanted to do you know um 
but uh that experience was was it, it was great when when we landed you know everybody went and got tested for covid and make sure that we got rapid tests and thank god 30 people nobody was positive you know what i mean Amen. so it was wow. it was god we were able to everybody was able to be comfort comfortable around another and so we literally quarantined amongst another and we were in like basically like a baby mansion in New York, you know, um, I think the city was called Ossining, New York. So hmm. like in the hills and I don't, I'm not sh maybe 30 minutes from JFK or something like that. But, um, but that was a, an awesome experience. And I just learned a lot, man, being around Israel uh, for a, a, a week. It felt like a retreat that ended with the recording, you know? Um, so, cool. so um it, it, it was great, man. I just realized that Israel wants to go hard every time. Like he wants to go in, you know what I mean? And and then not just to mention how talented he is for jumping from playing piano to playing guitar and writing songs on the spot. Like we had songs that we were supposed to, we, that, that's like a set list, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then when we got here, when we got there, just the songs start coming out of the spirit, spiritual songs, I guess we could call them. You know what yeah. I mean? So where he's writing on the spot, we learned like four new songs, like when we got there. And um, and a lot of it was just flow, man. He wanted it to be really free. He wanted it to be really polished. There were no overdubs, anything like that. Everything that you hear on the actual album was actually recorded right there in that room. Wow. So um, so it was really organic and it it was a great time, man. And um uh I, I learned from Israel that he 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 just wants to worship, man. He wants to go in and he wants to he wants to enter in, man, and get as close to God as possible. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? When 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 we're doing when, when we started recording, he was just like, we're not performing for anybody. Like we're 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 just here to just just play for God, audience of one, you know? So, That's so yeah, cool. man. And uh, I saw you had Javier on percussion. Yes, yes, that was that was a blessing for me too, because it was like <laughs> I've been watching Hobbs since I was, you know, just I'm like, man, this is nuts. You know what I mean? And Danny Duncan recorded. Shout out to Danny, uh, our engineer. He's recorded. He's like eight. He's got like eight Grammys. He's recorded all Israel stuff. So wow. it was just honor, man. Just just working with guys that because uh, this was my first album with Israel. Um, so it's just an honor, man, you know, um, definitely. Very cool. And um, just one note, was mm -hmm. did it take you a, a bit to get used to playing with a, a full-on percussionist? Like, what, what was your mindset heading into that? Like, is it you play 50% less or, or just simplified so that you create some space for each other? Yeah, well, the, I... I'm not a busy drummer as it is. I'm I'm really not like when I play live, I am definitely a pocketed parts type of guy. On Instagram, I like to have fun <laughs> and play some chops and do wild and crazy stuff like that, but in a prof more professional environment, like I'm parts all day. I'm pretty much pocket like if a music director hires me to play, he usually has to ask me to like, hey, man, open up a little bit, because otherwise I'm just, you know, I'm here with it. You would never even know that I could play a field, probably, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, that was, that was a pleasure. And Hav, Hav is, a, is a professional, man. So he just, he played, the whole, not just, not just Hav, but everybody, man, everybody in the band, Justin, Chad, um, I don't know if you know Chad Carruthers, he was with, yeah. um, you know, Chad? He, yeah, I used to see him play bass at the Belonging in Nashville in the with early Kari, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was with Kari for years and toured with her, you know, until she uh, finished up. But, um, but yeah, Chris and Kevin and then Jaden and just it was it was amazing, man. The whole experience, everything just gelled, and um, that's what I was talking about as far as character. Everybody was humble and open to changing parts and uh just receiving new ideas and changing things yeah man so so cool yeah um i want to change gears just a, a little bit and I, I see you got your shed tracks mm -hmm. ca uh, cap on so i do want to talk a bit about that um tell us what shed tracks is um and yeah i'll just i won't say anything else let you talk uh, about it 
Man, Shed Tracks was an idea, man, that God gave me. Just like I said, I went to Berkeley and I was a music producer. So I spent, once I got out of college, honestly, I really wasn't focused on drums. I was focused more on music production. I signed a publishing deal with um, Sony ATV. And like, so I was really focused on um, like mainstream music and stuff like that. And then it's just little things will happen for me here and there. I would get some, you know, TV shows and some small little international placements as a producer here and there, but nothing that I was actually really ever, you know, I never really got a hit record or anything like that. And I honestly, I kind of grew tired of that scene. I just felt like it wasn't for me, you mm. know, anymore, you know? Um, and right when I started feeling like that, it was like God gave me shed tracks, which I feel was like, as the scriptures may call it a, a witty invention or whatever, you know? So I was literally coming out of the bathroom one day and it's like, I almost felt like I heard God say, Hey, you need to start making play alongs for drummers because I'm a drummer and I'm a producer. So I know like what drummers would like to play to, because I've always been playing to these loops and stuff live all the time. So, you know, God gave me the idea and I didn't even know what to call it. So I just sat down and I was like, shed pack shed something shed whatever shed tracks and i went on GoDaddy, and it was available but shed tracks is basically i just realized i never even explained what it was but um shed tracks is it's a, a platform which we provide drumless tracks for drummers like play alongs for drummers to play to because where we are and i didn't even know quarantine was on was on its way it just worked mm. out like that but, um, you know, drummers, we love to play our covers. And a lot of these covers, um, if you put them on YouTube, like sometimes like they're like they get blocked for copyright infringement and stuff like that. Um, and same thing with Instagram. Like you never know if your video is actually going to clear or not. Sometimes you may set your mics up, tune your drums or whatever. You post the video and then they won't clear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. So. You know, Shed Tracks, we make original drumless tracks for drummers, basically. So um, the website is shedtracks.com. And um, we have a whole free section there uh, where you can grab free stuff to just sample and just uh, and post some stuff online. And um, it's it's been growing rapidly, man. I, it's crazy. I think we're about at about 36,000 followers like or something like that. And this is in about a year's time, maybe a little bit over a year so. You know, God gave it wings, man, and I'm I'm just really grateful. That's so cool. So, is this what you would do? Um, like, like, let's talk like nine to five type stuff. Like, is yeah. this your nine to five, and then drumming for Israel and all of that is like that the cherry Ooh. on top? Oh my God, man! I, <laughs> between playing at a mega church that True. has a mega church that I mean, not that I play at all the locations, but we're rather it's it's. It's a the the mega church thing is a full time job by itself. You're talking about fifty thousand members, thirty something locations worldwide, like TV broadcasts every day, whatever. Wow. Um, and then I not to mention, first off, being a husband yes. and a father of two daughters, you know. <laughs> and then um, so yeah, between shed tracks, husband, father, church. And I'm for Israel. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, wow. That's that's enough, man. And I, you know, I I'm listening every day, you know, for um, just how for how to maneuver and how to keep the balance with everything, you know. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. But but it's definitely shed tracks is definitely like the mark I want to leave like on the world. And I'm not the only producer involved. We have other producers involved. Uh, Chad actually has a track on there too from. Um, from Kari. So um nice. not from Kari, but Chad who played for Kari has a track on there. So um but yeah it's it's all original content and um like all original tracks so you never have to worry about you know your stuff being taken down. So and that's so cool. We'll link to that in the show notes as well so that we can easily find shed tracks online. And um let's talk a bit about your motivation because like you just said you're very busy and you know sometimes i i tend to like just focus in one area and excel really well and then the others kind of lack and suffer a little bit mm -hmm. um, how do you find 
just the motivation to keep all of it's like you know spinning plates on the sticks that yeah. that illustration i feel like some days it's like that um so how do you manage all of these things how do you find motivation every single day and let's add productivity how do you stay productive and not just kind of mm-hmm. you know dabble in all of the areas but not progress in any of them yeah it's not easy <laughs> I'll say it, man. It is not easy, especially when you have a business. Like people forget about marketing. Like marketing is a whole different thing by itself because people won't know about the business if you don't market it. So anyway, I'm I'm a music business major, so I can nerd out about marketing stuff all day as well. But um, but anyway, um, as far as managing it all. I think it all boils down to a schedule, you know, in which I'm still trying to master that because like what you just said, to, in all honesty, I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to love every part of what I do. Mm. You know, um, like I said, I was a I don't know if I said it, but I was a double major at, at Berklee College of Music with music production and music business. So I love the business side of things, but I also love the production side of things and not to mention I am a drummer. So you got business production and drumming, but God gave me the idea for shared tracks to actually merge all of those into one. So that's like my, my child. But um, as far as motivation, you know, I, I really been given get getting this revelation lately, man, that, that musicians are superheroes, you know? Um, And if you, if you think about, like my wife, we just got Disney Plus and my wife just literally watched the whole line of Marvel <laughs> Marvel movies because they got them in chronological order. She literally watched all of them in a week. I was blown away. But anyway, <laughs> if you think about being a superhero, the Avengers, they all have a responsibility. You know what I mean? And as yeah. musicians, we have gifts, which this is twofold. It's almost a two-edged sword. So as a musician or anybody, we all have gifts, right? And gifts are meant to be given away. They're not Mm. meant to be kept for ourselves. Um, We're not supposed to open our own gifts and be like, ooh, look what I got. No, it's just we're meant, we're supposed to give those gifts away. And I can almost merge that with serving. But um, so so I believe that um, my gift, I want to keep it sharp, you know, for one, so that I can just give it away and it, it, it'd be, I guess, a great gift that I'm actually giving, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then um, the as far as the superhero part, I believe that, okay, so even if you play in the church or not, as a musician, you have the power. In church, we call it the anointing and it removes burdens and removes yokes and destroys burdens and stuff like that. Right. So someone can come into church with this heaviness on them and we can get on our instruments and worship and we can hold down a sus chord on the piano and the spirit of God just decides to fill the room and we can all go into this spontaneous worship mode. And before you know it, those burdens are lifted. And not that it's us that we have the power, but we know that it is God inside of us that's given us this gift. And, you know, we're worshiping him in spirit and truth. And he's deciding to come down and inhabit the praises of his people. But like as this as we have these gifts to play and sing, it's almost like we're superheroes because we do have this ability to help burdens and yokes be removed from people. You know mm. what I mean? Um even not to get deep, but, you know, if you believe in like evil or uh, demon possession or something like that, we have the power to lift that heaviness off of people. Yeah. Even if you're Amen. not in the church, if you're in the club, if you're playing at a little coffee shop or a lounge or wherever, if someone comes in from a hard day at work, you know, and they want to come hang out at the, the, the coffee house or the club or wherever they are that you have the power to make someone, you know, pat their foot on the floor, do a little two-step or whatever. And then before you know it, the cares of life are gone because you have this musical power, you know what I mean? And so that's, that's my motivation. My motivation is just like, I don't know, just, just knowing that I have this God-given gift, man. And I have a, and I believe as musicians, we have a responsibility 
to, it sounds crazy, but help save the world. You know what I mean? Like, as far from a Christian standpoint, we are literally partnering with God to save the world. Just like the Avengers or the X-Men, they partner with Professor and Avengers partner with, you know, they're hired. They got their assignments and they got to keep the evil off the earth. We are the protectors of the galaxy. Like, it's weird, man. That's that's kind of how I how I how I think about it, man. And um, I don't know. Like, and if you would allow me to say it, it was crazy that week with um with Israel um it impacted me so heavy man like when I I came home I had to play at church the next day after the recording and when I played praise and worship I did not want to come down from the experience of the night that I had just had before right Hmm. so um we actually did three pre-recording streams um at my church and so the third one, I didn't even know we had to do. Church was over. It was like, oh, yeah, we got one more pre-record to do. I was like, oh, my God. But but I was still so high from the night before. I was like, no, I got to go in because, like, if I tell you from that superhero standpoint or right. whatever, it was like, it's almost like the scripture in Matthew, uh, I think it is, where Jesus, the parable of the lost sheep, Jesus said, if 99 of us are in the house, but one is out there and lost, Will we not go out and get the one? That's almost like some superhero stuff, right? Yeah. I got to go out and get the one because it's still one that's lost out there. So Iron Man puts on his suit and flies back out to go get the save the girl or whatever. Right. And then Jesus said, when we bring that one back, it's party time. And he actually said, I put the you put the sheep on your shoulders and come back. And then when we come back, we rejoice. And then it also says that in heaven, they rejoice over the one that was lost more so than the the other 99 that never fell astray. You know what yeah. I mean? So if I rewind, I'm just saying that third pre-record stream, I was like, no, we got one more stream. We got to go out and get one more. Cause if there's one that's watching this stream, that's not saved, we got to go out and get them. So I gotta, mm. I gotta, I gotta put on my Iron Man suit and let's go. Let's go get that person in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It might sound weird, but that's just, I don't know. I think that's so cool, man. It's stuff like that that literally will motivate me and and get on those drums and dig in and praise and worship hit. It's like it's time to go. You know what I mean? Like, let's do it. Yeah. No, oh, that's amazing, man. I never heard the analogy of of that to the superheroes, but I, I see it and I agree with it yeah. wholeheartedly. Uh, I, I heard it said once this way, if, if the word of God is a sword, worship is how we swing it. Oh, and, that's good. And, and, uh, and, and for me, like worship is warfare. Like we're, yeah. we're going out to battle. We're going to save and to win the lost and to call down God's presence. And um, so, yeah, no, I, that resonates. You're right, though. I mean, it's what is that? That's in, is that in Second Chronicles that battle um, where God King sent Jehoshaphat? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent he sent the uh, the Levites first. We go first in the battle. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then everybody else is just batting cleanup. That shows that we have superpowers. <laughs> yeah, because God is sending us first. <sighs> Come on, I'm excited. Man. Uh, one one more reference for where we're at. Judges okay. chapter one. Is they ask of the Lord, like, whom should we send first into battle? And he said, send Judah. And Judah Ooh. means praise. So yes. just setting the precedence for we worship as our, our as our warfare. That's so good, man. So, That's so yes, good. sir. Um, do you have any daily habits that we should know of that are helpful that maybe we should learn from? Hmm. Do I have any daily habits? I think. I think at, on the natural level, as drummers, as musicians, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, as far as like practicing and stuff like that, I literally just wrote it in my stories. I said that I feel kind of weird if I feel like I did not get better today in some type of way, whether it's the way I treat my wife, the way I treat my daughter, the way I mean, are like practicing rudiments for 15 minutes. It's just in some area, I feel like I have to get like 0.01% better. Yeah. You know, right now I'm trying to be more diligent with practicing piano, you know, because I feel like that'll help take my production to the next level. But I just feel in any area, I have to get better a little bit like every day. So it's just like picking one thing 
every day not to stay stagnant at you know what i mean so mm. um even if it's doing 20 push-ups or something you know what i mean it's just like so my habit is just every day i try to find something to just push forward yeah that's good good advice yeah. um my dentist told me this is like um you don't brush your teeth right The first day you might not realize it, but by day 10, 20, 30, you're going to feel the effects of it. Yeah. But it's just two minutes a day. Yeah. That'll, that'll take you a long way. So, yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it, yeah. I like that idea of just growing even 0.1% more. Yeah. Um, such a cool thing. Um, question that I, I wanted to ask you since you're on the production side of stuff as well logic. Pro Tools or Ableton or a mix of all three? I am a Logic. I, I produce in Logic, but then I take all my tracks out of Logic and I throw them in the Pro Tools. Um, but to be honest, I don't even, I own Ableton, but I never use it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I own it for like just emergency purposes. And um, like uh, our MD at the time, Chris Baker, he was like, hey man, we were going to uh, Ghana, um, And he was like, hey, man, can you run that? Because Israel runs all his stems off of Ableton. He's like, man, can you run the Ableton session? I'm like, no, man, no way. <laughs> I was like, you calling me two days before? Maybe if it was a month before, yes. But I'm not about to go down in flames. But I, I really love Ableton and the flexibility of it. And even the sound, like I'm a huge EDM fan. Like I listen to some EDM music. A lot of DJs are on it hard and So, I mean, I love the sound and the flexibility of it and the, the tool that it is, you know, um, but I'm, I'm more of a Pro Tools and Logic guy because that's what I learned on in school is definitely Pro Tools. But yeah, sweet. Um, I, I thought we could get through the episode without asking the question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it about drum gear. Because mm -hmm. what's what's a worship drummer episode without a, a rundown <laughs> right, right. Of, of what you're using? So yeah. just give us. I know you mentioned Vic Firth sticks before, mm -hmm. but maybe mm -hmm. if I know Sabian cymbals, but maybe if you know any yeah. specifics, that would be helpful for wh whoever needs to know. Yeah, yeah, I am endorsed with Sabian cymbals, um, so they've taken pretty good care of me. I, I've only been with them for like a year. Um, and and then that is really technically my only endorsement, man. I. I, I'm sure that I could have applied for some more endorsements so far, but to be honest, I just hadn't been focused on them. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I have some other like older mentors too that was like, you know, just focus on building your brand, and then when you do want to decide to uh, to go out for some endorsements, like let's be honest, endorsements are all about followers nowadays, really. You yeah. know. Um, And there was like, the more followers you have, the more leverage you can have when you get that endorsement deal, you know? So um, I wanted Sabian right away because uh, that's what I just grew up playing, you know? Um, and next will probably be Remo and um, probably Vic Firth. Um, and I play DW drums. The DW kit that I have is actually the one that I won in the Guitar Center drum off that I mentioned earlier. So um, so I'm, I'm set with a pretty good kit, man. Um, And it's funny. I don't know if I even want to endorse a drum company because mm. because there's so many good drums. Like it's like, do you want to endorse a certain food? No, I like chicken. <laughs> I like burgers. I like you know Chinese food. So I don't know. And and these drums all have different tones. So you know I'm I'm not I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, that's my gear. I'm I'm a DW guy. I've been playing some Vic First sticks. I've also been playing um, my friend Eric Moore sticks, uh, Dope Sticks. So shout out to Eric Moore with his company, Dope Sticks. Um, and so yeah, I'm DW, Sabian, Remo, and um, what am I leaving out? Uh, Vic First, yeah, for the most Vic part. Firth. Yeah. Nice, sweet. And um, what's your favorite symbol from Sabian that you have? Oh, man, dude, I've been rocking with this 22-inch complex thin crash, man. That was my first 22-inch crash, you know, so I moved up into the real CCM ranks with that one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so, um, but yeah, I, Sabian came out with this complex line, and so I bought the 20-inch complex thin crash and the 22-inch complex thin crash, and 
it just it's thin it's lightweight it swings and the bell is solid it's a nice woody bell so i can still play with the bell and like get stick definition so that's my favorite crash right now very sweet yeah um i had a question it just slipped my mind but it's Mm -hmm. all good Mm -hmm. um we have about i don't know 10 minutes left Mm -hmm. and i did want to ask you about just maybe one thing maybe there are two that that God has been speaking to you uh, lately in this season of COVID or just, you know, really personally? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you mentioned a, a few things, but just is, mm-hmm. is there like a theme or something that, that God's just been drilling home that um, maybe other people need to hear as well? Um, yeah, I, I think it's 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 been about adding value to people, you know, into mm. your community and the people around you. I when I I've I've honestly only been on social media probably for about two years, you know, um like heavily like posting drum stuff. And um I knew I wanted to be different and actually helping people. Um and I will say that I if if I could say that I had a, a secret weapon to my career it would be helping others because yeah. that like um like even with okay so i i, I don't you know if you may have heard me told tell the story before but like right now i play at you know a, a huge church right and it's it and i'm not saying this to brag it may be one of the biggest churches in the world but i'm going to tell you how i got there because it had nothing to do with me it i got there because i helped someone else you know Um, And so I'm going to say this just to highlight the blessing of God that can come upon you if you choose to serve other people. And so I was in college. I was at Berkeley and there was a guy who came around the school. He didn't even go to the school. He used to just um, and I'm not even he almost looked like he was homeless, you know, and he but he would come around the drum room and he just enjoyed music. And he would ask some of the drummers, you know, Hey man, you mind if I come in your room and just watch you play or whatever? And he would ask people for lessons sometimes and nobody wanted to give him the time. So I saw him one day and I noticed his consistency um, and him being persistent and just coming in the drum room three times a week. He just enjoyed music. So I said, Hey man, I'll show you, I'll show you a few things. You can watch me play. And so um, so I ended up giving him a few lessons. Then I got ready to leave Berkeley and he asked me what was I doing after I left Boston. And I told him I was moving down to Atlanta. And he said, man, I have a friend in Atlanta that that you should meet. And, you know, if you're in the music industry, everybody knows somebody everywhere. And you're like, oh, OK, you know, and I didn't think too much of it. But um, over Christmas break, he ended up calling me on the phone and um, he was like, hey, man, do you got time to talk on three way with my friend in Atlanta? I know you're about to move there. I want to connect you guys. So. I say, sure, you know, and so he calls his friend on three way and it's the music director at World Changers Church International where I play now. Wow. So a guy (laughs) comes in off the street in Boston, into Berkeley, into the drum practice room. I give him a lesson. Never met him before in my life. Five months later, he connects me with the music director in Atlanta, completely different city. And then get this the drummer that was at world changers calvin finner shout out to calvin um he he was applying to go to berkeley oh wow! when i moved to atlanta so i come down from boston he gets his scholarship to go to berkeley he leaves atlanta world changers church and goes to boston we literally cross paths i start playing at the church he goes to berkeley so it's a really wild story so so to back up, it's really been about adding value to people, you know, and that's been the theme of my career, man. Honest to God, like, you know, um, so many things can come from just being a, a humble and genuine person and just sharing, you know, even being on social media and in sketch tracks. Like I, it's a lot of influencers that's really like rocking with the company. And like and I know it's because because you know, if, if you add value to be like that, that guy must be a really cool person or he must be a nice person. And not, I'm not saying that about myself, but I'm just saying we I'll all say know it. that. <laughs> but um, I think it, not that you do this intentionally, but if you can do it like with the with the actual intent to actually help people, I think everything else falls in place. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
So, um, but yeah, I, that's just what's been on, on my heart is actually, because I think as musicians and we climb the ranks, um, it's easy to get like, you know, conceited or arrogant or whatever, but it's such a blessing, man. Like I, I really, I really get excited about helping people. Like something is almost like a preacher. A preacher said, can I get an amen? You know, and it's like, I, I feel that same way when I see people say amen. Like when I, when I, if I try to help somebody and they get it and a light bulb goes on and I, I really enjoy it. I think it's like a part of a teacher inside of me or something like that, you know, but, um, but yeah, I would just say that always be willing to help others, always be willing to serve. And because uh, even Jesus said that the greatest among us is a servant. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's the truth. That's red letters. That's in the Bible. And if he said it, then that's a universal law that's actually embedded in the earth. You know what I mean? And so I've always tried to live by that. And um, I'm just I'm just blown away. Like I could say, if, if there's any secret sauce or secret to my career as a drummer it's been that I've always tried to you know add value and remain humble and just you know it, it none of this came from me playing a bunch of chops or trying to show off or play the perfect feel or you know or build in the right place or make sure my single strokes are perfect I, I think it came from more like you know spiritual things and things that are more so eternal you know what I mean so um yeah man I think that's it beauty beautiful um if people want to follow you on social media mm -hmm. i know i said uh right right at the onset that we would link to it but what is your handle on instagram and mm -hmm. anywhere else that we can follow you yeah so i am at carlin mcculler that's uh c-a-r-l-i-n-m-u-c-c-u-l-a-r that's my instagram and then i'm on youtube too uh it's going to be, if you just type in my name, Carlin McCuller, you'll see the black, I mean, the gold CM logo. Um, so yeah, I'm on Instagram and YouTube. I'm not really active on Twitter anymore, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's mainly it. Sweet. And then yeah. for shed tracks, there's an Instagram. Oh, yeah. for mm -hmm. that. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's at shed tracks underscore, because there is another guy that has the ad shed tracks and he doesn't even use the page. It's got like four followers. And I think those are people that's actually looking for the real page, but yeah, just at shed tracks underscore. Guys. So there you have it. That was the conversation with Carlin McCuller. And uh, like we said, we have show notes available for you on our website, worshipdrummer.com forward slash zero three two. And uh, you could find all of his Instagram links there. Uh, we'll also post the video from his uh, drum off finals. And um, just so grateful for each and every one of you. You know, uh, remember, we have a big announcement coming up on our next podcast episode in a couple of weeks. And I just encourage you to stay tuned as well. Uh, keep hanging in there. I know that this has been a long season for many of us. Um, but I want to assure you that seasons do come to an end and a new season will dawn. And so I just want to, you know, for whoever needs that light at the end of the tunnel, uh, every season has an end. So a new season will begin. And we're going to end on that note. So this is John Manna for the Worship Drummer podcast. And always remember to keep the heart before beat.